My entitled manager tries to get me in trouble with corporate, claiming that I'm lying about my numbers and that I'm actually just putting down fake numbers just so I can boost my stats. But I wasn't taking that sitting down as I decided to get revenge on this manager by not only exposing them for being incompetent at their job, but also for breaking one of the cardinal rules of this office. And as a result, my manager got terminated right there on the spot. Here's what happened. So I was working at a business-to-business sales company and basically what we did is we sold services to other companies. And this company had managed to hire the most incompetent, lazy, and jealous sales manager I have ever come across in my life. We were a team of about five salespeople. All five of us salespeople hated our sales manager for various reasons, but we did like her personally. I was the top salesperson on the team. I was sitting at 170% of my yearly objective and was well on my way to the president's club. This is largely because I was the only salesperson on the team with real sales experience and the sales manager was too incompetent to train a team. So my vice president came down for our yearly performance reviews and I was called in first. It was my vice president and Mrs. B. Mrs. B is not the name of my sales manager. And honestly, going into this, I was expecting a positive performance review. Right off the bat, Mrs. B hits me with, you know, our location hasn't been performing at objective for a number of years. And we suspect this is because salespeople are misrepresenting their daily work. When she said, this, I was taken aback. Now, I don't think you're doing what you say you're doing. And this is something that you could get fired for. I looked at Mrs. B and I said to her, wait, really? And she said, yeah. So I said back to her that I am shocked that you would decide to go this route. Mrs. B with a confident smile said, we got to do what it takes to get this location unobjective. So I then said, all right, let's play a game. Mrs. B, pick a day, any day, and let me prove to you that I went to all my appointments and did all my stops as recorded. Mrs. B said, well, I'm not saying you never go into the field. I just think some days you stay at home and put ridiculous stuff in your notes. I said to her, Mrs. B, pick a day, any day. Pick a day that you think I lied about my sales activity. Eventually, Mrs. B picks a day. Now, at this point, I'm smiling ear to ear and I am absolutely heated right now. I also noticed that the vice president is smiling at me and his head is slanted to one side. I suspected he knew that Mrs. B was about to get absolutely destroyed and he was right. So she gives me the day and I turn to the vice president. Mr. Vice President, are you aware of how Android phones work? The vice president responds, please enlighten me. I said to them, by default, Android has location services turned on. And in fact, Google will track where you went and when. Naturally, I carry my phone everywhere. So let's compare what Google says I did that day to what my notes say. So I pull up my Google location services for that day and surprise, surprise, it's a complete match. Mrs. B is obviously very concerned at this point. I said to them that I'm actually quite enjoying this performance review. I then said to Mrs. B, go ahead, let's pick another day. Mrs. B fires back, we don't need to do that. But I turned to the vice president and said, Mr. Vice President, would you mind picking a day? He says to me, sure. And he picks a day at random. He pulls up my notes and I pull my location services for that day. And guess what? It's another complete match. I then get ready to pull up my best weapons yet. I then say, Mr. VP, do you remember the company with a contract that had a value of over $1 million that we recently lost? The vice president said, yes, I do remember that. They went on to explain that apparently a competitor won them over on the price while also saying that, well, we can't win them all. So I responded by saying, well, Mr. VP, here's an email from their vice president basically stating that they've decided not to go with us due to our failure to provide three samples for them to decide on which product worked best for them. The vice president then said, wait, can you forward that to me? And I said, absolutely. 
absolutely no problem. So I forwarded it all over to him. I then said, well, while I'm at it, let me forward over several email chains before this where I clearly asked Mrs. B to order those samples. In fact, in those very same email chains, she confirmed that she had in fact ordered the samples. He asked me to forward those emails to him and so I did. I then continue on. Now, Mr. Vice President, I had our service department look to see if any orders had been placed for those samples and no orders were actually ever placed. He then said that he's going to look into this and Mrs. B is absolutely sweating bullets at this point. My performance review has turned into her performance review and everything she had planned is not going right. I then said to him, Mr. Vice President, I have one more thing I'd like to bring to your attention. Do you mind if I step outside for a minute so I can show you? He then says sure and that he needs to talk to Mrs. B anyways. Now, for some context, I need to mention that several years prior to this general manager at another location basically did some very sketchy stuff with another woman and the company was sued and lost a lot of money because of this. And since this incident, the company put out a very clear-cut policy. There will be no quality time spent between management and people who work for them. It will be an immediate termination for the manager. And I think you get what I mean when I say quality time. Now, another sales consultant in the office was named Joe. Joe was a married man with two beautiful kids and Mrs. B had the hots for him. She tried to spend quality time with him on multiple occasions, twice of which being on text messaging. Joe and I had talked about if he should report this transgression. I walked into the sales office and said, Joe, I think it's time we get a new sales manager. You got those text messages? He looks at me and goes, is today going to be the day? I said to him, today is gonna be the day. All the sales staff knew what was going on. The mood in the office was lifted. Joe and I began walking back to the conference room when the location manager, who was not part of the performance review, saw that Joe and I were walking together. He asked, what's going on? Joe then said, you're going to need to hire a new sales manager soon. The location manager said that he was confused, so he said that he's coming to the meeting as well, with us saying, fine, come along and see. I knocked on the door and the vice president said, come in, so I did. There we stood, Joe, myself, and the location manager. Mrs. B knew exactly what was about to happen. We all took our seats and I asked the vice president, Mr. Vice President, I just want to clarify a company policy. Is it true that if a manager tries to engage in any kind of personal quality time with a direct report that it's immediate termination from that manager? The vice president then sits up straight. He takes a moment and goes, yes, if something like that came to my attention, my hands would be tied and I would have to fire the manager. I then said, well, Joe has something that he wants to show you. Mrs. B got up and walked out of the conference room. She was about to cry. You could tell her world, her career, all of it had just been completely wrecked and I don't think she wanted to be around for the end. Joe went on to tell the vice president how he is a happily married man with two beautiful kids and Mrs. B kept hitting on him. In fact, she had sent him numerous text messages that were really sketchy and on two occasions openly invited him to come spend some quality time with her. Once in the office and once at his home. Even after he had made it clear he wasn't going to do that. Mr. Vice President asked to see the text messages and Joe provided them to him. The vice president then asked him to take a screenshot of those text messages and then email them over and Joe said he absolutely would. When the vice president said, I'm going to need both of you to go back to the sales office, the location manager and I have some talking to do. We went back into the sales office and I noticed the sales manager office had been cleaned out. Apparently Mrs. B was bawling. She was a wreck and she was crying and said that she was now going home. Joe laughed and said, yeah, she won't be coming back. It was about 20 to 25 minutes when the vice president came into the sales office and asked me to come to the conference room again. So I 
did just that. I sat down and the vice president then said, well, I would like to inform you that Mrs. B has been terminated effective immediately. With this being said, after your performance review and looking over your numbers, you are our top sales rep in this location and deserve nothing short of stellar remarks on your review and you'll be getting that for sure. I then said, thank you. I do have one more question though. How do I apply for the new sales manager job that just opened up? The vice president laughed and said, wow, you sure do like to strike when the iron's hot, don't you? I said I do and he said he would let the location manager know and I would be able to put my application in. I thanked him, but he then chimed in and said, no, thank you. In my 35 years of being in sales and sales management, that was by far the most interesting performance review I have ever witnessed. The original poster in this situation is absolutely amazing. They took exactly what their sales manager was trying to throw at them and they tossed it right back in her face. I'm sure Mrs. B did not expect to get fired that day and was instead just trying to question the original poster's integrity. Unfortunately, it does look like the original poster ended up quitting because they would not promote him and instead they hired another sales manager who didn't have any experience. This rubbed them the wrong way so they went to another company that offered them more money and honestly, that's exactly how you do this. If you're not getting paid what you feel you are worth, then it's time to start shopping somewhere else and the management team there are absolute morons for not bringing this guy on as the sales manager. He was up what, 170% in his work? How would you not want someone like that on your team leading their squad? So honestly, good for the original poster for standing up and taking control of the situation. Mrs. B was clearly trying to mess them over, but the fact that they got revenge and was able to turn the tables on Miss B honestly is pretty incredible. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also follow Am I the Jerk on Instagram and Twitter to see all the stories that couldn't make it into the videos. An entitled customer doubts my ability as a technician simply because I'm a woman. And I am increasingly frustrated by people who act this way. Here's what happened. So I'm a service technician for a gas company. I'm also the only female service technician for the gas company and this leads to confusion on a daily basis. So I arrived to my 9 o'clock appointment at about 9.05. Super simple job. Exchange the gas meter, inspect gas equipment in the house, relight the equipment and then be on my way to the next call. We get about 30 minutes for each job like this but dispatch understands that this doesn't always work. Sometimes it takes 15 minutes if the old meter was installed well and the gas equipment is all new but sometimes it takes 3 hours if I have to rebuild their whole service and coax an old boiler back to life. I grab my tools out of the truck, grab a new meter and head to the front door. The call says hazard. There's a dog. So I figure it's best to check in with a customer before I head into the yard. I knock and ring the doorbell but nobody answers. So I pull the customer's number up and I give them a ring. I say to them good morning I'm from the gas company. You have a meter exchange appointment booked for this morning. Is anybody home? The customer then says not at the moment. Is the technician already there? I say to them yes sir, I'm here at your address. Will you be home soon? The customer then says, yes, tell the tech to wait. I'll be home in about 15 minutes. So I say to them, yes, I will go ahead and wait. I then try to ask if I can start working in the yard or if their dog is outside, but the customer just hangs up. So I decide to just wait. Now to paint a picture of what it's like outside, it is negative 28 degrees Celsius, negative 40 with wind chill. I'm bundled up, but I'm going to be outside all day. So I decide to wait in the truck to preserve my warmth. I drop my tools and the new meter off at the gate to the yard and I sit in my truck until the customer pulls into the driveway. When the customer arrives, I immediately get out of my truck and jog over to the house. The customer then says, so I spoke with someone in the office and they said the tech was already here. 
Where is he? I have to get back to work soon. I can't wait here all morning. I look at the guy and I say, I am the tech, sir. And that was me that you spoke with earlier. If you're all good, I can get the meter changed out for you and then get your furnace and water heater going. The customer then looks at me puzzled. Well, if you say so. But if that's the case, where are your tools? I point over and I say, over by the gate. I left them there so they'd be ready to go when you got here. Um, okay. How long have you been doing this anyways? I look at them and I say, well, this specifically a little over a year, but I've been working in the industry for over nine years. The customer then asked if I had anyone else to come and help me out. I say to them, no, sir. This is a very simple job. I should be able to have it done in about 15 minutes or so. The call also said that you have a dangerous dog. Is it contained? The customer explained that they have a 12-year-old beagle. They then said, I don't know why anyone would say that it was dangerous. So I could have started almost three quarters of an hour ago at this point, and my next two calls were in jeopardy because of how long I had already been there at this point. So I get to work, and sure enough, his meter set is in pretty rough shape. I pull the meter off with some difficulty and my largest wrenches, and then start cranking some of the bad fittings out so I can rebuild part of the set to make this job easier the next time we have to change the meter, and generally just to make it safer. This guy was leaning over my shoulder the entire time, continuously asking me if I was sure I knew what I was doing, and if I really don't, then I need to call for help. I got my fitting done and I went inside. Sure enough, the gas equipment was all high efficiency, so all it took was a couple of resets to clear out the air bubbles, and eventually it all fired up perfectly. The call took about an hour once I actually had my tools on, which is a little longer than anticipated, but a very good time frame for the work I wound up having to do to leave the place in a safe condition. A very good time frame, mind you, for any technician who could have taken this call. As I was gathering my things, he got one last jab in. You know, I would really appreciate it if they would actually send a real technician next time. I don't feel comfortable having one of the office girls doing this work for me. I'm going to have a word with a gas company and tell them as much. I finally look at this guy and I say, sir, for the last time, I am a qualified service technician. And honestly, at the end of the day, this was all seriously so annoying. Yeah, that's really obnoxious. Can you imagine being in that kind of situation? You're working your job and this guy is seriously questioning your ability all because you just so happen to be a woman. Like, come on, this is the modern day and age. Anyone can be qualified for literally anything. So the fact that there's someone out there who seriously is like, oh man, I want a real technician next time. When in reality, the original poster has what? Nine years of experience in this field? So good for you for sticking up for yourself because this guy was clearly being a complete jerk and the way he was acting was incredibly inappropriate. My fiance is honoring his former mistress after she passed away not too long ago and this is really driving a wedge between the two of us in our relationship and I seriously don't know what to do. My fiance and I have been together for about nine years. A year or two through our relationship, we spent some time apart as I felt he had an inappropriate relationship with a co-worker. We ended up getting back together but he continued to sleep with her during the first few months of us trying to work things out. We did eventually work things out and the infidelity isn't as big of an issue for me as it is for other people. I quickly felt trust with him again and things were great. The issue of the affair has rarely come up since we talked through our resolution years ago. Six years later though, we eventually got engaged. Almost a year after that, his mistress passed away. Excuse my cold tone with this, but to me, she is not a good person and I will never see her in that light. I mean, this lady had a thing for taking men out of marriages and she played a big role in ending just about four marriages. She was not a good person. My fiance went to the funeral and spoke and this was at her parents' requests despite my expressing how hurtful and disrespectful that was in my eyes. In the months following her passing, 
thing, he has participated in a fundraising held in honor of this woman. I have continued to express how hurtful and disrespectful I find his involvement in all of this. Now, I'm capable of moving on and forgiving him for the original affair, but when he keeps doing things that bring it up to the forefront of our relationship, I can't help but feel hurt by it. This is a messy history after all. I feel like I have sacrificed so much. I have sat back and been the one to bend and compromise on everything, especially when it surrounds this lady, and I can't see anything that he's compromised on when it comes to this. All I see is an inappropriate and disrespectful emotional connection to his dead mistress. There was a small fundraising dinner in her honor the other night, and this is where things really hit the fan. I again express my feelings on the situation, especially since he didn't tell me until an hour before that he was going to leave and go attend that. He said I need to just get over the affair and stop holding it over his head and I need to figure my stuff out. He wishes I could see his perspective because I wouldn't be upset if I stepped back and saw his side of things. He also said he was sick of my meritless threats after I said if he is going to continue to have an inappropriate emotional connection with his dead mistress and bring it to the forefront of our lives together that I couldn't live the rest of my life like that. He said he has the right to honor a good friend and that she always had his back even after he chose me. This has really caught me off guard the past year. I thought there was no connection to her anymore. I also thought I had a partner that would care enough about my feelings to be willing to change some of their actions. I know I would feel awful if he came back to me and said that something I was doing was hurtful to him and he found it disrespectful but I'm honestly getting none of that from him and at this point I seriously don't know what to do. I'm personally blown away that you even stayed with this guy when he cheated on you the first time. Like seriously this guy does not sound like a good partner. He sounds like he's basically just going back into the past and literally digging up this affair to try and honor a mistress that clearly he was not over. There are so many red flags in this story it's not even funny. This guy does not seem faithful and the way he's acting is just super sketchy. This guy sounds also incredibly selfish. He wants you to see his perspective but wants you to get over what is a major situation in your life. So in my opinion I think you can do so much better than this guy. He has clearly shown his true colors and honestly you deserve a lot better than the way you're getting treated. My girlfriend asked me if I think her childhood friend and roommate is pretty and at this point I seriously don't know what to do. Here's what happened. I first want to start off by saying that I have no idea how to navigate this so hopefully I can get some advice from somebody. I'm a 24 year old male and I've been dating my girlfriend let's call her Sarah for about a month now. Sarah is not her real name. Now we don't live together but she usually comes over and spends the night with me on weekends. We have a good relationship although it's still very early. My girlfriend lives with her friend. We'll call her Betty also not her real name. They have known each other since elementary school. They went to different colleges but reconnected afterwards. They ended up in the same city and decided to become roommates. Betty seems nice but I don't know her too well. We have just talked a few minutes here and there and the three of us have gone out for dinner or drinks with a larger group of about eight people and we did that twice. Anyways earlier today my girlfriend texted me and told me that Betty is trying to get into modeling. I said oh that's cool but then my girlfriend told me that she doesn't think that Betty's gonna make it because it is a really competitive industry. I replied by saying yeah probably she will have to work hard. My girlfriend then replies by saying do you think she's pretty? Now this message came about 30 minutes ago and I still haven't responded yet. I feel like it's some sort of trap. It would be rude to say no obviously but if I say yes then it might make my girlfriend feel insecure. I'm not sure how to navigate this situation and at this point I seriously don't know what to do. This is a really funny situation in my opinion because honestly there's two possibilities 
colleagues here. Either your girlfriend is really asking what you think about Betty, and she's trying to figure out if you find her attractive or something like that, or this is an innocent question in and of itself. So I can completely understand where you're coming from, where you're like, wait a second, how do I respond to this? Because you don't want to upset your girlfriend, obviously. You don't want her thinking that, hey, maybe he doesn't think I'm pretty or something like that. Because obviously you like her, you like her a lot, and you want to be with her. So in my opinion, it would be best to maybe deflect as best you can. Because think about it, would you rather be rude and say, no, she's not good looking? Or would you rather be honest and be like, yeah, she's kind of pretty, only to risk your girlfriend getting up on your case and being like, oh, so you don't like me. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but it definitely could happen. So if I was in your shoes, I would say something like, well, she's not as pretty as you are, and then just leave it at that. Because the question your girlfriend is posing towards you is kind of weird in and of itself. Because no matter how you answer that, it very easily could be spinned against you. And that in and of itself sounds like a nightmare to deal with if you're not careful. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.